look, listen, let's just let's have fun with it. Just have fun with it. Now, I, I will say uh, from our prior um, conversation, I did see that you was like dumb tatted. So, uh, and it's not it's, it's it's difficult to miss the one that's on your neck. But but it's it's a it's a rose. Yeah, everybody complimented me about this. Yeah, <laughs> how long did that take? Um, it probably took like I can't even remember. It probably took like four hours, five hours. I had this for like shit, like three years, four years. Yeah, you tatted it up and nice. you got one on your arm. Who's that represent? Oh, that's the baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, the, like the rapper. Yeah. Oh, that's your guy, huh? When I was living in Atlanta, when I was like, you know, in my situation, I had met him. I got this after I met him. At the time, I felt like I kind of like owed him something in a sense. Yo, Pop, let me get a cheese. Uh, yeah. Right. I think we got it. Uh. Well, all right. Well, all right. I'm your host, Jam Saget, and this is the Poppy Store Podcast. The Poppy Store Podcast gives a street corner perspective of Philadelphia at large. It is for the shared and relatable Urban 215 experience. Guys, thank you for joining and tapping into today. If you're trying to find the Poppy Store Podcast, if you have Apple Pod, if you have Google Pod, if you have SoundCloud, any of those applications, those streaming platforms, then you have the Poppy Store Podcast. Just make sure you go to that search bar, type it in, and you got it. Also, follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just type in the Poppy Store Podcast, and you'll be able to go ahead and find us. So today, I'm very excited today. I'm very, very excited. Uh, I had sturdy bulls, but I didn't have a thorough joint yet on the, on the platform. But that was then, and this is now. So today, I bring to you our first inaugural John of the week, Miss Amanda Rose. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I'm happy that we were able to do this. Good. Yeah, I'm so I'm so um honored to be here. You know, be able to be a part of your podcast. Listen, that is making me smile. <laughs> I really I haven't realized it, and I went out this weekend, but people really listen to this thing and they know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I am thankful that people really do listen to this, and it makes it worthwhile doing and meeting people like you, Philadelphia and sturdy and thorough all over to go ahead and share their story. So thank you, thank you very much. Um. I do want to go ahead and dive into uh, it because you have a very unique story. 
And when you reached out to me and you said that, um, hey, I, I follow the platform and I think that um, I would be good for, you know, being a guest on the show. We had our uh, our Instagram interaction, you know, and when you said like, hey, listen, it is um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month and there's some things that I, you know, that I think that I could share that people would go ahead and benefit from. It was something so left field to me because I never even thought about yeah. it like that. And I never even, yeah, I never thought about reaching anyone like that. So I do want to, I do want to thank you for that. Trust and believe because I play around a lot and I joke a lot and I do get serious. But when you brought that to my, my attention for it being domestic violence awareness month and how it ties into your story and how people can relate i know that this is something that um, people need to hear so thank you for that for sure man no problem okay so let's go ahead and just uh dive in who is amanda where you're from so i'm from philly um i don't really claim part of philly because growing up i was all over the place so kind of would be you know, wrong to say, you know, I'm from North, I'm from West, and really, I've been everywhere. You know, when you were first born, what part of the city did you live in? North. You North, then. You from North, all right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, but that's cool. Even though I'm from the P, I'm from South Philly, you know. Yeah. But. <laughs> all right, so, so uh, Amanda, how was it like growing up then? Um, all right, wait, let me grab my baby real quick, because my baby will just woke okay. yeah. up. We got us a guest. We got us a we got us a a, a plus one. Who we got? Who we got with us now joining the show? Oh, this baby K right here. Baby K, what's up with you? What's up with you, boy? My fault. <laughs> <laughs> In the mix, happy. Listen, this is the first baby that we got on the Poppy Store podcast as well. You know, we're doing a lot of. A lot of first one. A lot show, of new so. stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's what it's for. You know what I'm saying? So, baby, K, you in the mix. You in the poppy store right now. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I uh, I kind of grew up in a not really so stable environment. My mom was on drugs. Other family members were on drugs. You know, we bounced around a lot. Um, I didn't really have it all growing up, so you know. We were struggling, you feel me? Um, like, I was getting bullied in school, all types of shit. I was, I was always fighting, you know, probably fought the whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I made it work, you feel me? Okay. It was tough. You got any siblings or anything like that? Yeah, I got five siblings, but um, I don't really, as of today, I don't really know them because we all got split up due to like foster care and placements mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay. So with this tough uh, lifestyle that you, you came up in with, you know, addiction in your household and your family, uh, having to go outside and being the one to, um, you got to rumble the whole neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that seems tough. How are you able to go ahead and cope and, and deal with that and just get through that actually? Um. Well, for me, I would be outside to 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 cope with those things at that young age, 10, 11 years old, 12 years old. I would go outside and be with the boys in the neighborhood, play football with them, you know, go to their house, chill with their folks. And, like, it kind of was like I was a tomboy, even though I'm a female, you know, that's yeah. just how I managed. I couldn't mm-hmm. ever stick with the girls because I would end up fighting them. 
So <laughs> that's, no, it's not, that's not the first time that I heard that. Like, look, listen, you know, I know a couple girls that did the same thing that that just hung with us because they could never really get along with the girls yeah. in the neighborhood. So it's, it's you know, it's it's common. It is common. All right. So you, you and I were talking, you had this this really interesting story because we're gonna like fast forward to this this whole trip. You said that uh it's like it seems like a movie to me and i don't i i'm not going to do it any justice by describing it so i'm gonna let you go ahead and tell the story because when you were telling me i was like yo this is i really i really felt like i was watching a movie while you were really talking to me. so um yeah i really did yeah when my oldest son was about one and a half i had took a trip to Atlanta, just bought my first car only had the car for about three weeks drove down Atlanta because i was planning on moving down there um in the upcoming months Drove down Atlanta, got stuck down in Atlanta with this old ass car. You feel me? And what kind of car was it? I, I mean, I don't want to. What kind of car was, did you drive down there? In? It was a damn 1999 Nissan Maxima, and the year was 2019. So, who's old as shit? Hey, Miles was on that joint. I don't even fucking remember. Probably more than 200. <laughs> Two hundred thousand. You had a deuce one, and you made it to Atlanta. Yeah, and it was a fish tank too, so they had no tents. Oh, um, you fish was bowl, fish whatever bowl, whatever you call it. You, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so you took a ninety-nine. You took a ninety-nine down to Atlanta, two hundred on the journey, but you made it down there with a one-year-old. Yeah. Yep, yep, with a one-year-old. It. Oh man. Yep. <laughs> so All right. mm-hmm. I end up getting stuck down there. Um, you know, I ain't know nobody down there. Like I was it was a foreign land to me. All I had at the time was my hats. I just started making these hats that previous summer. So I started selling hats out of my car while staying in my car. And um one day I made a post on my Instagram. This is back when I only had a couple thousand followers. You know, I finally expressed my situation after like two months of living in my car, you know, trying to make ends meet. And I made a video telling everybody I was homeless, you know, what was going on. Um, And the baby was coming to the city. Baby was coming to Atlanta for a meet and greet. And, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up linking with the baby at the mall. Um, Due to my followers, my followers carry, you feel me? And... Next thing you know, he bought two hats off me for a thousand dollars, and that whole situation went viral. You know, wow. so wow. So when you see things like people talk about him in a negative light nowadays, because you know it's he always gets portrayed in this negative light and stuff like that. Um, from just your interaction, I don't, I know you don't know him or anything like that, but him even purchasing the hats and just giving you his time and his energy and his resources. How was that experience? Um, especially in the moment of time when you were in need. I feel like he's a genuine guy. He's a decent guy. Of course, I don't really know him personally. You know, I never mm-hmm. stayed around with him, smoked a blunt, none of that other shit. Like, you know, that's what it is. If you smoke an L with somebody, you get to see like see what, what? they smoking. Because if they if they if they got the za, I, I trust somebody with the za. But if they got like if they got seeds in they join, no, I, I can't right. trust a person with no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh. Like, I just think he's a genuine person. He's a good guy. You know, of course, 
stuff happens in life and you know it makes the internet and people portray you however they portray you they feel how they feel about you i don't got nothing bad to say about them you know that's a good join. So after you met him, after you your followers and everything, um, they they tagged him and everything like that. How much longer did you stay in Atlanta after that interaction with the baby? I stayed in Atlanta for about um like two more months. I stayed there until December of twenty nineteen. And then I came back to Philly and I stayed with, you know, some folks for a little bit. But I went back to Atlanta after that. You did. You like that? Yeah. You, 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 you must. You, well, we won't see why you went back. But I hope you went back with a better vehicle. <laughs> or did you fly this time? <laughs> I don't even think. So the next time I went back to Atlanta, I went back a couple months later, and um, I went back in like February of 2020, and. I didn't have no car. I, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. It's just this housing program I had applied for. They called me. You know, at the time, I didn't have no crib. You know, I was staying with people, whatever, whatever. So I went down there. I signed my lease, got my own little apartment down there. Um, So I ended up moving down there. Okay. And um, I didn't really – I stayed down there for a little bit, but – over the next couple of years, it was a lot of back and forth, you know, from Philly to Atlanta. I would be in Atlanta for three months, six months, come back, come up to Philly for three months or two months, whatever the case may be. I wasn't really comfortable, you know, in the environment I was in. And a lot of things happened while I was staying in, in those apartments. So um, that was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I finally like left that relationship. Like, I still had to deal with him due to this, due to our kid. Yo, where boy at? Man. What's up, boy? What's up with you, boy? Yeah, man, long time no see. Right, man, what's good with you? Chilling, man, I'm trying to smoke, smoke, man. Uh, let me get an eighth. How much is that? That'll be 45. Can I get a weed deal? Can I get a weed deal? Can I get a wee deal? Yeah. Cause your apes are going for 45. Hold me down the street, got A's for 35. Ain't trying to pay your bill, just trying to get high. Yeah. So, um,. At the time, I was back and forth dealing with my ex, um, and I brought him down to Atlanta with me when I first moved into my apartment, like a month later. And um, he actually, the first day he was down there, he um, he my first time was right there. Um, he all types of crazy things, and I ended up pressing charges on him. Um, but of course, you know, that's somebody I had a child with. So my child got intertangled with it. You know, I was still dealing with him a year later. Like, you know, it was a constant back and forth um, because of our son. So, you know, tying into even just, you know, Neil, um, a year ago, I had to give him my son so I can get myself together, moving back to Philly. Mm -hmm. So... 
a year ago, I was homeless again, you know, coming back home, like literally sleeping in my car down in Frankfurt somewhere. And that was the whole situation, you know. Eventually, I got my son back at, uh, in like January of this year. Okay. I, um, I went to a shelter after staying with a friend for a little while. And, you know, here I am now getting everything back together piece by piece. Had a new baby, you know. Okay, baby K. All right, so that that is that is a wild story um, between the going back and forth, uh, just the domestic violence aspect of it. Um, you know, even it, with being children involved, uh, how is it co-parenting when you know that 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 domestic violence is present in a relationship or a household? Like, I mean, I feel like. Um... It it, it 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 can vary, but with a domestic violence relationship or, you know, that being in the mix of everything, you just got to be careful, you know, if you don't trust the other parent. Like, you know, I feel like um, it's best to get the courts involved, you know, even though it's looked down upon or a lot of men feel like they can't do nothing like that or women, they're scared. You know, it it you have to keep your child safe no matter what, you know, and, and you safe too. So um sometimes it's just not feasible. Sometimes you just gotta accept that, damn, I gotta raise my kids or a kid by myself, you know, even though this is the person I had a child with, sometimes it's just not it's not that. Okay, I understand that when it is domestic violence related, um, like Someone could go ahead and potentially get hurt, children, either party. I do think that there needs to be some type of mediator um, in there. Yep. And I think that if, if you have a, a, a relationship with the other parent, I'm looking at it like, well, look, listen, we ain't got no issues. Why we got to go down there and, and deal with them people? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know, but everybody has their own, you know, mind to what they do. But Definitely in situations where violence, there should be a mediator involved uh, for when things like that does happen. How is everything with you guys now? Like you're safe. Everybody is every, there's a like um, it's am, more amicable than it was. I kind of just left that whole situation back where it was. Once I got my son back, it's just me in the crew basically <laughs> right. so how is that you know now you went you know you had i want to and I'm, I'm i mean this with respectfully as possible like help some sort of help from you know from a from other parents and now raising your your kids by yourself as someone who has been in and out of homelessness and these domestic violence situations and you said right now like you're gathering your foundation how is it now um it's just now i don't have nobody to call like hey can you come get my oldest or can i drop them off here or there you know but for me mentally and emotionally i feel like it's it's better that i don't have that option for for my mental state and my emotional state i would prefer to just do it how i'm doing it now you know, do it by myself instead of having that extra stress, extra negativity. And so I know that um, I, 
yeah, you going online when you were in Atlanta, you, you know, you have followers and people that, you know, you let your story out and people got back to you, even someone like the baby. But uh, what are some resources that you had taken advantage of um, through your trials and tribulations that, you know, if someone's in your situation, if they hear this and they're going through it, that they could go ahead and get the resources and benefits and help as well? Um. Well, in Philly, I used, you know, the, the local city resources. I went to, um, usually people call it Cherry Street, but there's other locations, the Homeless Intake Center. Um, I went to any homeless intake center available. I um, just just stayed down. You know, when I got placed in a shelter, it wasn't all what I thought it would be. The food was disgusting. You know, I hated it. But at the same token, you know, I had to use what I have to get to where I'm going, you know, so I had to just keep a positive mindset, just look at the shelter as like a crutch, you know, a lot of people would look down on it or think negative about it, but you got to start somewhere, you know, you can't just expect things to happen and, you know, you know, things to like blossom for you and you're not putting in that footwork, so even if you have to go to Cherry Street or the Darby Center, you have to keep going there and you have to go every day, be on top of it, you know, because you're not going to get help if you don't open your mouth. Right, right. And is there anything that you think that um, any any resources or anything that the city can do more of for, you know, people that are in your situation that's going through like what you're going through right now or have gone through? Um, They definitely need to have more resources for homeless individuals, I should say. Um, when last year when I was sleeping in my car and I was trying to get into the shelter, they would constantly tell me it's no space, you know, um, when I did have my son and I tried to go into the shelter before I actually got placed somewhere this year, um, they would do the same thing. Like they wouldn't care if I was sleeping in my car with my son and I'm pregnant, you know, they just was like, you got to figure it out. Um, they really need a lot more resources and people who are understanding and empathetic to women and children in that situation, because you have a lot of individuals that work in these environments and they have an attitude problem or they're aggressive or, you know, they think that they're better than you when really, when really you a paycheck away from, you know, not being homeless or two paychecks, you know, you living in your mom's house. So you got to be humble, you know, you got a little bit more. Yeah, time. I do. I just want to change his diaper real quick and feed him, get his bottle. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. So I'm going um, I'm to stop the recording. And I'm going to send it back. You can go do your thing. Welcome to the Poppy Store Podcast. Welcome to the Poppy Poppy Store Podcast. All right, man. That's what we're talking about. All right. So um, that was that was a wild story. That's a wild tale. (laughs) And um, I do want to get back to it because uh, you said um, in the beginning of the. the podcast that you were selling um hats out of your car correct yes all right and um i look on your instagram page you're always you're always doing crochet you're crocheting right yep it's crochet 
All right, cool. So when did you discover that talent? Like, how did you get into that? So that was a coping skill I picked up when I was a teenager in placement. Um, that's something that was taught to me. And over the years, I just gradually taught myself new things. Like, you're really talented. Um, I was looking on the page. I was looking at, a, you know, and people buy it because you're going to you're always sending something out so are there anybody i know the baby went ahead and you know bought two hats for you from you but are there anybody else any special orders anybody that we may know at the moment most recently i haven't had any surprise orders right now okay but um like any really shocking orders okay. but um in the beginning i definitely did when after you know I went viral and stuff. I was getting like orders from celebrities. So like Chris Brown baby mom, she ordered off me before. Okay. Um like I, I can't remember everybody off my list, but it was a lot of people that reached out off my hats, you know. So um like that was just one that stuck out. But lately it's just like, you know. I don't really care where my orders come from, you know, as long as I'm getting supported and, you know, I make these orders, like I make my hats or, you know, whatever baby clothes with my time and, you know, my money at the end of the day. So it's like, um, I really take a lot of pride in my work. You got some good stuff. I was checking the page out. I was like, man, if I had maybe one more baby, I'm just joking, but no, you're very, very talented. I'm happy that you did pick up that skill um, to, you know, to help cope with the things that you were going through and for people to go ahead and, um, and to, you know, not only support you, but embrace you and appreciate the things that you do, because that's, especially even in this city, it's, an, it's important, you know, we are a city of such talented people, special people, uh, but sometimes the city itself, like, there's a, like, if not nurtured correctly, like, that little glimmer of hope can go ahead and easily get, you know, like, taken away, you know? And, right. You know, and, um, and though you did go through the things that you went through, I'm happy that you didn't, uh, you didn't let that stop you from, taking a skill to go ahead and help you and your family benefit off of it, get some resources and also spread uh, awareness of the things that you are going that, you know, that you had going on. Cause again, like I said, you are very, very talented. So Amanda, if anybody wants to go ahead and, you know, check you out, check what you got going on, baby K, the, the uh, you know, the uh, crochet, like, you know, everything that you got going on, where can they find you at? Um, my Instagram profile is amanda.rose, two underscores. And that's basically where I post my content, um, my crochet business or anything else I come up with. You know, I create TikToks and I repost them on Instagram. So, um, yeah, that's my main platform. Okay. And is there any message or anything before we part that you want to say to anyone out there that's going, that has gone through domestic violence, homelessness, hopelessness, um, depression, you know, mental, anything that, you know, whether it's to someone that you're speaking to or these, you know, these people that are going through that or anyone that could help people with that are going through this as well. 
Um, I just want to say, you know, stay positive and keep a positive mindset. It's, it's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, things things are going to get worse before it gets better. And you just got to keep your head up. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. We got Amanda Rose. We got Baby K. This is the Poppy Store Podcast. This is the first third John of the week and the first sturdy baby of the week as well. We got Baby K in the mix as well. Stop playing. Poppy Store Podcast. We out of here. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that-